Amen. I cannot get over. I really can't. How the Lord has blessed in tithes and offerings in these last few weeks. It's amazing to me what God has done. And I just thank God for it. In Romans chapter 5, if you would please, I want to begin to read in verse 15. Romans chapter 5, verse 15. But not as offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift, for the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men under justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin has reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray for the filling of the Holy Spirit tonight that I might expound upon our word, Lord, that we all might get a blessing. I need a blessing. Everybody here needs a blessing from thy word. And I ask you to bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. I was going over this today and thinking about just uh, how sin in God's grace works. And we see sin all kind going on in this world and much of it. And we think there is no righteousness at all. Sometimes we look at what's going on. As I said this morning, it's almost offensive to me to turn on the news and to see the message going on. But uh, we look at it and think of sin is just running rampant. But the Bible says in verse 20, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. And Psalms 9 verse 17 says, The wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. Now, mankind has an unfulfilled desire for God. Uh, if you read Genesis chapter 1, in verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And then if you read chapter 2 of Genesis, turn over there with me for just a second, Genesis chapter 2, and look at verse uh, 7. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed in his nostrils the bread of life, and man became a living soul. And what I want to show you is mankind has an unfilled, fulfilled desire for God. The Bible plainly states that all men were created by God. I don't care who they are now. They were created by God. And the reason some... Uh, is doing this during this fact is because their desires conflict with the standards of God. 
But nonetheless, now, man was created by God. Man was given the opportunity to choose God as his master. Yeah, I was, I was listening to these people today that, uh, that God is in control. God, man don't have anything to do with anything. God's ruling and reigning and he's going to get whatever. But God chose to let you choose. And if you don't get that, if you don't understand that, you'll never understand that the truth is taught in the Bible. God chose to let you choose. Amen? Therefore, everything's by grace. You can never say, uh, I chose to receive Christ as my Savior, therefore I worked to get my salvation. No, you didn't. God let you choose to choose. Amen? So it's all of God. And if you do it any other way, it don't work. Now, according to Genesis 3, verses 1 through 5, Ezekiel 28, verses 12 through 15, Isaiah chapter 14, 9 through 14. Satan rebelled against God and came down to tempt man with the same rebellion he had. Then man rejected God's reign over him in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6 and 7, and uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 3. Man, in the free will which God had given him, chose to disobey God's word and he yielded to Satan. So man rejected God's reign over his life. Then man was plunged into sin, which is rebellion against God. Adam, the representative of the human race, caused mankind to sever his relationship with God. Romans chapter 5. Turn back there with me now. Don't you look at verse 12. Verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin, and death passed upon all men, so that all of sin, from the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned, after the multitude of Adam's transgression, who is a figure of him that was to come. We want to blame everything on Eve. Eve sinned, Eve to, oh, disobeyed God, and so sin passed upon all men because of Eve. Not so. Eve was deceived by the devil. But Adam was not deceived. Adam transgressed God knowing what he was doing. And so he disobeyed God willingly, and that's sin. Now, Adam was our representative, though, of mankind, all of mankind. The God of life, whose nature it was to create and cause to live, hates sin so much that he instituted a punishment which was the opposite to his nature. Death is the capital punishment which was conceived in the Garden of Eden and placed upon the human race from their rebellion against God. Death is the last enemy that God will destroy. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 26, Romans chapter 5, verses 12 and 17, talks about death is our last enemy that God will destroy. Now, go with me to Mark chapter 7. The book of Mark chapter 7. And I want to read beginning in verse 21. Let's back up to verse 20. And he said, That which cometh out of man, that defileth the man. For within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornication, murders, theft, curses, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, as evil, 
uh, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come within and defile the man. That's the reason that a lot of people think uh, you're not supposed to eat this, you're not supposed to touch that, you're not supposed to do that. That's outward. The Bible says sin comes from within. It comes out of the heart of man. Did you know the Bible says that adultery is called from the heart before it's ever committed on the outside? Every sin that man commits, first he's got it in his heart and then it comes out of him. Where it's robbery, where it's thieving, where it's lying, where it's cheating, I don't care what it is, it's first in the heart. Then it comes out of him. The result says, is it come out of him? Uh, says sin comes from within the heart of man, uh, Mark chapter 7. Now thank God, though, for His grace. God provided a way whereby He could justify and unite man's fellowship with Him again. When man sinned, all is not lost. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin, but the gift of God is eternal life. God is holy. And in order to retain His holy standard, He had to punish our sin with death. Now what gets me today is preachers and different denominations and religions are trying to change God. They're trying to change God's standards. Now listen to me very carefully. God's standard is God is holy. That's a standard with God. You can't change that. That's a standard that will stay. So when we think about uh, sin, sin has to be punished. He had to punish our sin with death. A holy God cannot fellowship with sinful man unless sin is justly paid for. But God is merciful and loving. Therefore, He provided a way sinful man could be saved from eternal separation and from His love. Holy God's righteousness was satisfied in the willing sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the sinless Son of God, when He took our sin in His body on the cross of Calvary. That's all given us in Romans chapter 5, John 3:16, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 and 4. Now the fact of the resurrection of Christ is our foundation of our salvation is built upon. My foundation is that not only did Jesus die for my sins, but He rose again. He's alive. Amen. He paid the price, but He's living today. Now, that's all in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now, to our foundation of our faith and our righteousness built on the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, man must accept God's way of forgiveness with him. There is no other way to be forgiven of sin. Salvation is free to all us sinners because of Jesus. God has provided a way of salvation for all sinners who will come to Him. That's the reason I love to preach. That's the reason I love to witness everywhere I go. And I believe this with all my soul. God loves everybody. There's not a man on the face of earth that God does not love. John 3.16 So God loves everybody. He, he provided the way. He provided a way that anybody can come to Him for salvation. That's where grace abounds. Where sin abounded, much sin carries on. The Bible says, well, God's grace abounds more. Whatever a man's done, that's the reason I said this morning, and I say all the time, 
And I have people come up to you, just like I said this morning, I got to lead a man, a murderer, in jail. I went to the jail and led him to the Lord, and somebody comes up. Uh, the Bible says there's no murderer in, into heaven, but you've got to remember something. When God forgives, murder is gone. Amen? So he's not a murderer anymore. He's righteous in Christ Jesus. And so uh, anybody can be saved by God's grace. Uh, a thief, I don't care where he is, mean as he might be, if he asked Christ to be for his salvation, he accepted Christ's uh, uh, shed blood for his forgiveness, he's gone. That's the grace of God. Where sin abounded, where it gets worse and worse and worse. And we look at it and we say it's awful. But thanks be unto God, God's grace is better. And God's grace is better than to take, it can take care of anything that any man does. Now, wait a minute. That does not give you a free to sin. Amen? God's grace is free, though. God has promised a way of salvation for all sinners who will come to Him. That's grace abounding. Peace and hope in this life, in the life to come, and heaven is assured to all those who put their trust in Him. Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. And you give many more. So, what I'm trying to say tonight is Romans chapter 5, verse 20. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Amen. What a joy to think about that for just a minute. Think of anybody you want to. And I have had it happen to me ever since I've been preaching, ever since I've been saved. Somebody will come up to me and, and they'll say to me, Preacher, pray for so-and-so. They can't be saved. I just don't believe they can be saved because of all the bad things. And they'll mention all the terrible things that they've done and they just can't be saved. Yes, they can. By God's grace. Amen. I can't think of the old man that used to come here years ago. He came. I, I went to visit him when I was a mason in the masonry business. He was a cement finisher. And he, he finished the cement floors wherever I was at and did all the cement work. And he had a big crew of men. And he was mean. I mean, he was just mean. No way of getting around it. That guy was mean. He treated everybody who was around me. And one day I got a call and, and for somebody asked me to go see this man. And I said, I wonder, is that the same guy? And I went over to his house and it was. And I sat there in his house and I talked to him a little bit. And after talking to him a while, he accepted Christ as his personal Savior. You know what's so good about that? There was about 20, if I remember right, at least 20 of his household, that his relatives and his friends that got saved because that man got saved because they could not believe the change in his life after he got saved. Yeah, Mr. Jordan. And I never will forget him. I love that old guy. He was so funny. Uh, one day I got a call from his wife after they'd come in here for some time. And, and he, they said, Preacher, you need to come over and visit my husband. He's got Alzheimer's. He's got to have Alzheimer's because he won't talk to none of us. And he's he just looking straight ahead. And I went, went over to see him, walked in, and I walked over to him sitting there in his lounge chair, and I said, Mr. Jordan? He said, hey, preacher. And he lifted in and started talking to me. I said, buddy, are you all right? He said, yeah. He said, I got tired of hearing them talk and I turned my hearing aids off. 
Now, my wife does that to me every once in a while. But, but, <laughs> but why, the reason I want to tell you about Mr. Jordan was that how mean he was, nobody gave him a chance to get saved. All they can think about, this guy's going to hell. He's going to go to hell. He's mean. He's just plain out mean. But see how God can work. In just a twinkling of an eye, that guy was changed by the grace of God. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. And you know what the joy of being a preacher and going around telling people they can be saved is because I know me. And I know my heart a little bit. The Bible says you don't even know your own heart. And you don't. But I know me a little bit. And I know I'm a sinner saved by God's grace. And I say all the time, if God can save me, He can save anybody. Amen. That's grace abounding. And I thank God every day of my life for the grace of God. I'm looking forward. My uh, man called me the other day and he's talking about the, what's going on in our government right now and there was a mess that's going on. He said, Preacher, I'm not... I'm, I'm not concerned about me. I'm not going to be here that much longer. He said, I'm concerned about my little grandboys running around here, my little grandgirls. That's who I'm concerned about, what's coming up. And after talking about him a little while, I got off the phone. I said, wait a minute. Sure, it's bad right now. But brother, when I was a little boy, it was bad. You ought to have lived in West Florida where I lived and around them crazy people up there where I lived. I mean, they drank moonshine and they'd cut one another and they'd fight and carry on. And I hated family reunions because if they got together, they started drinking that moonshine, somebody's going to get hurt. They're just going to fight. That was just the nature of the, the people up there. And then we look around today and we say, man, this is terrible. Oh, it's always been that way. It's been that way from the beginning. There's just more people now. And therefore, there's more sinners now. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That's the reason every day of my life. I, I'm not worried about it. I really not. I honestly believe that God's in control and God can handle things. And God can, I was reading the other day where the heart of the king is in the Lord's in God's hands. The heart of the king is in the Lord's hands. I believe is the way it says it. But what it's saying is that our president and those in leadership, I don't care who they are, their heart is in the hands of the Lord. You know what I mean? God can touch that heart just a touch and think and be changed. Just a touch. I don't like Pelosi. I don't care who knows her. I just don't like that crazy woman. Alright? I think she's a demon straight out of hell. I really do. And I hope you ain't recording this. But anyway, <laughs> I'm as serious as I've been in my life. I just don't like that woman. You know what I mean? She is nuts when it comes to our country. But you know what? I believe this from my heart. God could touch her heart tonight. Just touch her heart. And she could be completely changed by God's grace. Amen. That's the reason I don't wish any man harm. I really don't. Because God could save me. God could save you. He can save anybody. Thank God for His grace. And God can handle it. Amen. Stand with me, would you please? Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name.
that you bless everyone who's come tonight. Lord, it's such a privilege. And Lord, we've learned over this last few weeks what a privilege it is to meet together in the house of the Lord. And that privilege can be quickly taken away by the devil and the devil's crowd if we're not careful. Help us to remember that and assemble together and worship you in spirit and in truth. And keep you ever hold before the world. Bless us tonight in Jesus' name we pray.